Welcome back or welcome to the Micro Leadership Podcast. In this series, we will be talking to leaders from a whole range of different disciplines and different businesses. We'll be trying to understand how they got to do what they do now and what their journey has been like. Each conversation will focus on each person's story, the challenges they faced, the successes they've achieved, the failures they've come through, and of course, what they've learned along the way. Each of these conversations will be designed to help you to understand the journey that others take to become great leaders, so you can learn to develop and become an even better leader yourself. We really hope you enjoy this conversation. In today's conversation, I'm talking to Kimberly Hambrick. Now, Kimberly and I have become really close friends through our relationship that formed on LinkedIn. Kimberly is a coach and a leadership expert who really helps to develop and design leaders who can empower others through the work that she does. And in this story, she's going to give us some uh, history to how she's come to do what she, she does right now. And... Her story isn't just a plain sailing um, from a very successful corporate career into running her own business. There were a few hurdles and challenges that Kimberly had to overcome. And in this emotional telling, she shares with us all some of those challenges that she had to face. So without further ado, let's jump straight into this wonderful conversation. So Kimberly, welcome to the Micro Leadership Podcast. I am so excited for you to come and join me on this podcast. It's lovely to see you. Oh, Hayden, I am honored and blessed to be here. And you're just one of those guys, one of those connections that we instantly had rapport. And I'm just so happy to get to see you again and have a conversation with you. Oh, that's really kind of you to say it. And and I feel exactly the same. We've been in one of the circles on on the wonderful world of LinkedIn for uh, a couple of years now. And um, yeah, I love everything that you put out. So I'm really excited to, to hear a bit more about what, what sits behind that, the, the lady behind the LinkedIn profile. So tell us a bit about, for our listeners' benefit, share a little bit about you. What, what is it that you do? And, and give us a bit of an indication of how you come to do what you do. Sure. Well, you know, um, I, I like the lady behind the LinkedIn profile. That's, that's very interesting. <laughs> I, I wish I were as exciting as what I'm going to say to you. <laughs> um, I was coming up on almost 30 years of corporate and I was an educational consultant. And so what that work meant and what I did is that I, I was really around corporate development. So mm. I was the person creating strategic relationships and partnership, writing proposals, bringing in multi-year, multi-million dollar projects. And that's what I absolutely love. And as part of that work, very early on in my career, I was in a leadership role. And so seeing people's potential, mentoring them, grooming them for their next step. So those kind of went hand in hand. Along the way, as I continue to evolve and, you know, that next position, the next position, the next position, I started to realize that I didn't even know what my true value was. And it was really, that was kind of budding up because we all know you can't outperform your limiting beliefs, which mm-hmm. I was living in well into my 40s, early 50s. Um, and it was getting, t- I was getting tired mm. of trying to mask it. So, so things just kind of happened. And I heard myself say for the first time, you know, I resign 
<laughs> which is never anything I thought I would I say, mm. especially um, I resign and I had nowhere to go. I had no plan. And so the next morning after I, I resigned, you know, I, I woke up and I was like, what? What, have I done? <laughs> what have I done? And I'd been toying with going into business on my own and I had a perfect opportunity to do it. So I started my own business and like you, I'm in the leadership lane. And I say, I design empowered leaders who mm. then go and empower others. And it's been wonderful and amazing. So that's kind of me. I, I, I do speak funny, you know, as you all say, because <laughs> I'm on the other side of the pond. You are. So, so I live in West Virginia, which is a absolute beautiful state that a lot of people don't know is a state, but we are our own state. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and it's an amazing place to live. I've been here my whole life and I have two grown children. They're both boys. They're 24 and 27. Fabulous. I love that. I love the I love the journey of the highly successful corporate career and then just that moment in time where you just decided that wasn't wasn't for you anymore and mm -hmm. you took that step. So tell me a little bit about that. Take take me back to that moment of perhaps the leading up to to to, to saying those words I resign because that's such a big thing and there are so many people I think perhaps listen to this who maybe feeling the same but are frightened to do that. So yeah. talk me a little bit about that that transition. Well, um, one thing that I will say first, because you were talking about the highly successful uh, person or woman, and I know you do work, I, I, a, a lot of female leaders are very successful. Men are mm. as well. We're, they're very successful, but they're still butting up against something. Mm. And so I like to say that you could be great, but if you work on the internal self, <laughs> you can be greater or extraordinary. Yeah. And, and I have heard uh, several similar conversations or stories of people who have been very successful and just something happened and they stepped out. Um, I hope my story doesn't happen the way it happened with other people, because to be perfectly honest, what happened was a, a few gut kicks and I call them gut mm. kicks. Those are those moments where man, you just stop, <laughs> mm. you know, you lose your breath and, and you're kind of scratching your head and wondering what's going on. And two of these happened in a row. One was a personal one connected with our younger son. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we, we all have free will. And so he made a choice that didn't go well. And in fact, it was pretty devastating. And as we were working through that, um, the second gut kick happened at work and they were kind of connected. So um, a, a person that I worked with had shared the story up through corporate about my son. And Hayden, I wasn't embarrassed. This was my son. Yeah. You know, but it wasn't this person's story to tell. Yeah. And I had said that. And um, I thought we were okay, but we weren't. And so about two weeks later, I had, I found out that this person had been um, recording me uh, hmm. since we first met, which was probably about 10 years. And by recording, I was told audio and video and journaling. And as I was sitting there and listening to that, I realized nobody else thought that was a problem hmm. <laughs> but me. Wow. And, and that's where I found my courage and my belief in myself uh, to, to lead. Hmm. But what happened afterwards 
was I had to do some really deep internal work. And I refer to it as looking in the ugly mirror. Yeah. And I had, I had to hold that mirror up and I had to own what was mine in the situation. And where I landed was because I had limiting self-beliefs. And, and as you and I talked about it, you know, I call it the, the BS swirl. And so BS is belief system, but I call it the bullshit swirl of negative yep. uh, views in your head. Because I had those and because they came out so effortlessly of my mouth about mm. myself, well, like attracts like. And so I attracted a few people into my circle who saw me as less than. Yeah. And it took such a horrible situation of being a highly educated woman and not seeing somebody recording me mm. to make me realize that I had to make some changes. And, and that's, that's how my glorious corporate career came to a sudden halt. <laughs> and and, and hearing, hearing that story from you, you know, I kind of... I don't have any sense of how traumatic that is to to have that share because it's not happened to me. But I but I have a sense from from you as the way you shared it as to the deep impact that that had for you at, at a time that was already difficult. Mm -hmm. But then I see the person I connected with on LinkedIn and the amount of good you are doing and the and the joy you're bringing and also how I guess how uh, so I'm seeing the the outputs of the deep work that you you you've had to do and. and and, and for me, it's quite hard to join those dots up from, from where you were to where you are now. So um, just, just talk to me about how, how did you how did you go through that journey? What, what sort yeah. of things? How did you reach out? I know you're a person of faith, so I'm sure faith was a big part of it. But how did you how did you work through that and, and look in the ugly mirror and, and do the deep work to become who you are today, which is somebody who inspires many people around leadership and also just in general with your your insights? Oh, thank you for that. Don't make me cry, you know, because, uh, <laughs> um, but, but thank you. And, and to be perfectly honest, when I think about the person I was, I don't recognize that person, mm. um, but I'm still me, if that makes sense. I don't recognize that person, but I'm still me because I was able to fully understand what my value and my potential were. Um, and, and how it happened, you know, um, probably about three months prior to my resignation, I had joined the John Maxwell team. Yeah. And I had been certified like you in International Coach Federations. So I was certified in coaching like four years prior, and I had been doing that. And I joined the John Maxwell team at that point because I thought, you know, not always the best leader. I'll be the first to say I've made some mistakes. And it just kind of happened that three months earlier, I joined the John Maxwell team. January, I resigned. And two weeks later, I go to the International Maxwell Certification, IMC. Yeah. I didn't have a clue. I had no clue. <laughs> but what I did at that point is I realized for me to do that deep work, I needed to have mentors. I needed to have coaches. And, and that's why you and I both do what we do because mm. somebody impacted us. And, and there were two of the mentors that just impacted me from day one. Um, Paul, Paul Martinelli, yeah. a conversation with him. He was the one that said, listen, what happened was horrible, but you have to find your part of the truth in it. Mm. Own that and bless and release the rest. And I have to tell you that was some of the most powerful freeing words spoken into me. 
to, to know that there's a part of this story that I need to own. The part that I need to own is I, I thought so little of myself that I attracted other people who also thought very little of myself. And that hurts me to say that. Mm. Um, and I couldn't see it because I was so focused on what do they think about me? Do they like me? And let yeah. me tell you, you know, the one voice I listened to today, my own. Uh-huh. I, I truly, and I say this with so much humility and respect, I don't care what other people think about me. I don't. And I have people still to this day who want to tell me what they think. And I, I kind of flippantly say, get in line, you know, take a number, get in line. There's a long line. I'll get to you. So, so that was part of it. But the second, yeah. the second mentor was Mark Cole. Mm. And so I told you my story, 30 years, I find out a, a close colleague and a friend had been doing this to me. Nobody thought it was wrong. I I was broken. Mm. I was literally broken. And I'm having a conversation with Mark. And and he picked up on that right away. And what he said to me at that moment was borrow the belief I have in you until yours matches mine. And I have to tell you, Hayden, I've never heard anybody talk to me that way. Mm -hmm. And I and I hung on to it with both hands. And, and our story, because I'm connected with Mark and I get to see him and talk to him a lot. And yeah. I, I remember probably seeing him about six months after that. And he came up and he gave me a hug and he said, I see it. And I said, what? He said, I see your belief matches my belief. And mm-hmm. to me, that was so impactful. And, and this journey of you know self-growth we talk about it all the time you and i in our posts and this is how our mindsets are it's not a one and done it's constant and 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 it's just an evolution so i strongly encourage people to find a voice that can speak into you and and put the work in Mm -hmm. so i I love that because so when you were when you were sharing that story of both paul's word Stuart and mark's um First of all, I had a shiver go down my spine because it's so such a powerful experience. Yeah. So, and I think that that um, comment from Paul about owning the space within, uh, within whatever's happened to us, is recognizing the truth of your own part in it is such a powerful thing for us to do because the minute we do that, we shift away from this kind of victim mentality into mm-hmm. a space of control and ownership and and, and there from growth, which is which is so 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 wonderful and then um i've heard your your you share the story about mark before but it it always just hits me so so um so hard in terms of because there are so many people out there who are just bereft of belief in themselves for whatever happened whatever's led them to that place and having somebody who can borrow their belief in you until you get there but i want to take you back to the moment you re you you remake um, Mark six months later and, and he recognized it and he shared that to you just talk to me about that moment because that must have been that must have been a real special moment you know it, it was and and what I will say it, it was a very special moment but what I will say to you is I'm going to go to another moment with Mark earlier this year because mm. um, throughout the time Mark spoke those words into me in that first initial and I've seen him other times and he could see me changing and growing and 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 I say this with the utmost humility that, you know, Mark, as you know, is the president and CEO of the John Maxwell Enterprise. He meets thousands and thousands of people. He talks with leaders. And I'm always humbled and amazed at times 
when he talks with me and remembers the story. And so earlier this year at a um, leadership training mm-hmm. um, with a program that I do with him, that I'm connected with him, you know, he kept calling me out in the group and he kept saying, you know, if you want to see how this program works, go talk to Kimberly. And, and it was just, you know, and, and, and at the end, I went up to him when I was getting ready to leave and I'm just like, thank you. I, I said, I'm, I'm so humbled by your words. I, I just can't, rem- I can't believe that you would know that. And, and he looked at me and this is the one that just stays with me because this man that I have so much respect for looked at me and he, he did have tears in his eyes. He said, you know why I remember? Because I've been broken too. And he said, when I met you, you were broken. And what he said to me was, I've been allowed to see, and we're both people of faith, the potter put you back together. I I gotta tell you, Hayden, I was, I was falling, you know, and I I carry that with me because I, I, even though I said to you, I don't care what other people think about Mm. me. This is coming from a different um, place in my heart. Um, what that says to me is I am a good person Mm. and I am worth it because I'm attracting people like you and others into my circle. And and the thing that I tell people all the time, you want people in your circle who allow you to support and lift them up. And more importantly, that you can do the same. So it's, it has to be the two way street. And I think for most of my life, I had that one way street. Yeah, it, again, it's just just so powerful. It's something we were, we were talking about earlier on today, actually, is so many people, um, well, there's two things you share, which I think are really, really important to call out for people listening to this is, the first one is, with all humility and respect, you don't care about other people's opinions, because there are so many people who live their life based on everybody else's opinion of them, rather than themselves. Mm-hmm. And I heard um, something said similar to, to what you with, with a slightly stronger um, language, which was a guy called Michael Gervais, who um, basically said, you should, um, you should love people for who they are, but don't give an F about what they think about you, which is, which is that thing. Let's love yeah. people for who they are, but let's not care about what they think about you because you know, their opinion ultimately isn't the thing that drives our life. So, so mm-hmm. that's, the other thing, that's the one thing I wanted to call out, which I think is really, really... Um, really important then and then the second one is this um by by attracting into us by but we 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 often focus on the things that aren't right in our life all these external factors and we start to look outside of ourselves to want to change them but that's never going to happen until we change what's in here as you say you attract you know you attract what you what you bring in based on how you feel about yourself Uh, and that's the piece of work that you've clearly gone through and done which is why I think it's so special to share that story about Mark which is um, which is lovely yeah and thank you and I so agree with what you're saying and this is why we do what we do it's that internal work Mm. I mean because listen I I think the I, I, it, it is a Zig Ziglar quote, but I always say I'm paraphrasing it because I butcher it all the time, but I, but I think it's along the lines of, and it might be a Les Brown quote, so I'm really making, so either Les or Zig said this, but um, if information, you know, if information were enough, we'd all be skinny, uh, 
happy and rich. Yeah. So how many times do we get information in? Do we, it's not until you do that hard work and that hard work is intentional and consistent. And that hard work is whatever you want to call it. I call it looking in the ugly mirror hmm. because there we, and you had mentioned it earlier when you said the word, um, we have a choice, you know, we all have choices in our life. And that's what I tell people all the time. Um, if you're unhappy, all right, so when I, I didn't know I was unhappy until the world fell on me and it was like, yeah. geez, okay, this is bad. Yeah. Um, at that point, I had two choices. And one was I could sit there and wallow and feel bad about myself and blame everybody else. Mm -hmm. Or I could pull myself up and figure it out. And I am blessed every single day that I found a way to pull myself up. And so when I'm talking about people and they're talking about things that they're not happy with, and when they come to us to talk about it, I always say, well, you have a choice to make. And, and if the choice they make is, yeah, but, yeah, but, hmm. well, then that's where Paul's words, bless and release them come in. Yeah. I, I always say to them, you know, you're, you've made a choice and I wish you all the best, but, but I, 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 we can't help people who don't want to help themselves. Absolutely. And, and I truly wish and I pray that I didn't have to have such devastating um, moments in my life for me to finally get it. Mm. And, and I love to think that in some small way, when we put a ripple out, we're trying to help people from having yeah. those type of gut kicks. Yeah. Completely. So, um, there'll be people listening to this so we, we've got quite a lot of females listen to this this um place so quite a lot of female leaders executives and what I, what I also want to just touch on very quickly is um you said that you were very successful but again you're butting up against things so what, what would you say to if there's a, a female listening to this who's in a leadership position been really successful great at what they do and yet they're still butting up whether it is the the gender imbalance that still exists in a lot of organizations or whether it is individuals who are not seeing their value or not or not value and appreciate them. what would your what would your kind of guidance be to somebody who's in that space yeah that's a great question um you know internally you kind of feel if something's not right but mm. you don't give it the time to listen to it or sit with it and um in limiting self-beliefs come out in so many ways. And so I, I, I see so many people who are very successful, but they still struggle with that. So for mm. me, mine came out as self-deprecating humor. I was always putting myself down. Yeah. Um, so if you find yourself doing something like that, if you are up for promotion and you get the promotion and you don't take time to celebrate that promotion because mm. you're head down thinking of the next one. There, there's something missing in my yeah. opinion yeah. Um, there. And so I just, you know, kind of be honest, ask yourself if what you're doing is all that you can be doing. Mm. And, and, and that's such a, um, a, a powerful and a difficult question. We have, we have several mentors to, you know, what do you want to be doing in the next five, 10 years or whatever? But the key to do that is you have to anchor it to emotion. Yeah. And so when I would think about what my next step, my next promotion was, there was no emotion anchored to it. It was just like, oh, you know, it's a better title. It's a better paycheck. Um, people might like me more because, you know, mm -hmm. I'm X. 
And what I do these days, because sometimes people could look at me and think, wow, you walked away from everything, but I am so much happier. And if you can get up in the morning and um, one of my connections said it uh, so well, if you can get up and chase the sun every morning, knowing that what you're doing is exactly what you were designed to do, the rest works itself out. It truly does. Yeah. I don't know if that was helpful to them, but I, you know, I would just say to anybody, but including women, you know, give yourself some grace and take a breath and realize that you are good enough and you are worth it. Yeah, I love it. I'm sure it will be helpful to, to people listening to this who maybe are in that place. And actually anybody listening to this, I think the words that you just shared are, are so impactful and so important for us, for us all. So What's, what's the, what's the, uh, taking that aside, so, so talking to a very specific audience there, what's, what's the one thing, I guess, that you've uncovered about yourself that you would just advise other people to, to do? You know, we've got people listening to this from you know, all parts of the world, all different places, different stages of their leadership career, from your own learnings about leadership and the, the expertise and specialism that you have. And I love the way that you talk, that you design um, leaders to, to be empowered so they can empower others. And, and that's such a great ethos. So what's the, what's the one tip that you would give to any leader who's listening to this right now about how they could move forward and become a better leader? It's not about you. Mm. I, I mean, it truly isn't when you get into a leadership role. And, and we talk about this all the time and people call it different things. And it's, it's really having a servant heart. Um, we call it servant leadership. But if you are values-based, if you're people-focused, and if you have a growth mindset, you are a leader, mm-hmm. in, in my humble opinion. And, um, and, and the title doesn't make you a leader, which so many people think. So as we've been dealing with 2020 as, you know, just an amazing, difficult year yeah. and, and watching uh, a lot of leaders as they're moving through this pandemic, it's, those, it's the leaders who are asking the questions as they're talking about things and they're coming back to the question, but is this good for my people? Yeah. And, and if you can do that, and, and it's really such a simple thing, Hayden, um, when the pandemic was starting and there's a team that I'm working with and, and they're all working from home and a lot of them have small children and I have never been so happy that my children are grown adults. I just, uh-huh. it's horrible and I'm sorry, but thank you because I'm not homeschooling them. I started to have weekly check-ins and it was a very simple question. We would get on a call and it's like, how are you doing Hayden? Really? Mm. Yeah. And I would listen. And a, a couple leaders um, in the organization thought that I shouldn't be doing that, that I was counseling. That's not counseling. That's taking care of your people. Absolutely. Uh, and, and what that did is really got the team to understand that, yes, we're all in this together, but it's impacting us differently. And I saw people, um, I saw the stress leave mm-hmm. their face. I saw people have more open and honest conversations. And I saw a team bond uh, quicker than it would have in a very difficult situation. So it's not about you, it's about your people. Brilliant, absolutely love that. It's a a great ethos to to have, and it is so important. It it is not about you, it's about the people who you are 
you are there to, to take care of and, and who are in your charge, to use a, a Simon Sinek phrase. Kimberly, this has been an absolute joy, as always, when we connect. We don't connect often enough, but when we do, it really is a joy. Um, where can people find you? Where, if people want to learn more about Kimberly and find out more about what you do, what's the best place for people to go to, to check you out? Yeah, so my, my company name is Kimberly Hambrick consulting so www.kimberlyhamberconsulting and for those of you on the other side of the pond there's no two e's in kimberly it's just one e in kimberly um and i'm on linkedin as kimberly hambrick as well perfect well we'll make sure those links are in the show notes as well so if anybody wants to connect with you then they can do that but uh, i would encourage anybody to listen to this check out kimberly's content on linkedin every day she is so consistent with her message and it is it is really important uh, things to listen into if we are leading anybody today so um i definitely encourage you to check out uh, kimberly's content this has been great it's been a real joy as always so thank you so much for your time Oh, thank you. It's been an honor. And I'm just going to go right back at you, folks. If you're not connected to Hayden, connect with him. Um, he's just one of those guys. We're in the same lane, but he pushes me. He inspires me. And these are people you want to be around. You want to be around people who are focused on helping others to transform. That's why we do this, Hayden. Absolutely. 100%. Thank you for that. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. We really hope you enjoyed this conversation just as much as we did. And if you have, then we'd love you to go to your podcast platform of choice and give us a rating. And what's more, if you've got friends who you know would also appreciate hearing the kind of stories of leaders who are making it in their particular chosen field and will benefit from listening in, then tell them all about it. The only way that we can grow this podcast is through you helping us to get the word out there. So we'd really appreciate if you can share it with those people you know who would also benefit from listening in. Thanks very much and we look forward to sharing our next conversation with you. Mm-hmm.